It's time for the Army Inquisition yet again, episode 225 on Sunday the 27th of March 2022. I'm Armish Phil. Just leave some time for Armish Ben. And I'm Armish Matt. The dwarf. And the mother of madness. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, me. Oh, how are we doing? Good. Good. We're Good meant for to a Sunday. For a son- mother in Sunday, no less. Yeah. What have you been up to? Anything special? You give her a lie-in? Yeah, like every day. Well, yeah, tell uh, me about it. Uh, <laughs> she, she, uh, yeah, she got a lie-in. I also took the children to church, and I learned something at church about Mothering Sunday. All right. I don't know if you've heard this before, but apparently he, our priest said <laughs> that um, Mothering Sunday began in the medieval times and it was about rather than being about your mum it was about going back to your mother church so you used to go back to your mother church on mothering sunday which church would you normally go to i don't know i guess if it just meant if you it, well sorry he, he said it's the church that you're baptized in ah. christened in so you'd go back to that one on that day so should you move to a different church i guess Oh my gosh! And like the fastest mode of travel was the frigging horse. Exactly. Imagine yeah. what a ball yeah. leg. I know. Yeah, it won't catch me doing that. If you had to go like to Scotland, yeah, exactly. a frigging horse for Mother and Sunday. Yeah, I can't imagine there were many takers. Maybe that's where they changed. Why they changed it? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the other thing is, is that obviously there would would have been loads of churches, wouldn't there? How many churches are in Preston, for example? Christ, 20? Exactly. And it's probably even more than that, wasn't there? Don't think? Right. So there'll be, you know, you might have just, say, you know, from one end of the town to the other, maybe. Yeah, I guess people were less mobile in general in those days, weren't they? Maybe, so I've, yeah. got, I've got a job down in London, actually, working for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> just need to drop on my horse and uh, get down there for an interview. <laughs> Yeah, I I thought was it? I I was thinking maybe it was some other feast day, some other church related feast day that then got commandeered as Mothering Sunday. But I don't know. I'd have to look into it. That's what the man said, and he would know, being a man of the cloth. (laughs) The cloth. Where the hell does that come from? A man of the cloth. Is it the cloth they used to wipe the spit off the chalice? Mm. Is it that cloth? Yeah, there's no wine still in church. Oh, you can't have that because of the COVIDs. 
yeah, still no wine. Um, I don't know. Is it to do with the tabard? <laughs> the end is nigh. That tabard they were. What's that mean? The end is nigh tabard. That's what they, on every post-apocalyptic movie, there's a guy in the street with a tabard saying the end oh. is nigh. <laughs> a sandwich board. No. <laughs> well, it's kind of a tabard, isn't it? But it's made of cloth, isn't it? Do you not think is it's it, that? Is it a mantle? A mantle? I've never heard it called that. All right. I don't know then. Yeah. So it's like, I suppose if you spread it out, it'd be an oval. Like an oval with a, a head hole in the middle, wouldn't it? So it'd be an eye. A cosmic egg. It would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a black hole in the middle. Oh. Sucking everything in. Oh, the black sun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm not going to get into the Azov regiment and the black suns, but whatever. <laughs> what, yeah. so what Did you not do anything for Mother and Sunday? No, what? Oh, yeah. So um, basically, I think my wife's um, interpretation of Mothering Sunday is for her to have a day off mothering. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, she did do some towards the end of the day. She sat in the, in the same room with them for half an hour as they ate the tea mm. and also bathed them tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I had them for most of the day. Um, and she kind of, oh, we did a, we did a, we did an afternoon tea picnic on the, on the lawn in the back garden. Oh, right. Um, which we had then had to cut short because of the youngest one throwing a tantrum, um, too tired and too hot to stick it any longer. So he had to go to bed and then we planted some seeds. So we planted some onions. The seed of doubt. <laughs> Yeah, I some onions, some pumpkin seeds, some tomato seeds, and some flowers. And then I also put some of the pond plants back in the pond mm. that had been overwintering somewhere else because they were rotting in the pond. You, sh- you need to keep a, a tally of, of all them plants so you can you can trade the carbon credits. <laughs> Fucking hell, I know, yeah. What was the, what was the thing you, you were watching? Country Files some earlier, weren't you? Yeah, so I was watching Country Files. So it'd be on the iPlayer now if anyone wants to watch it. It was quite interesting about sort of the green agenda and um, doing it from like a farming perspective. So like the original first bit I was watching was quite interesting, which was, um, I suppose, moving away from or moving back towards kind of I don't know if you can even turn them indigenous species of cows, but um, ones that are, I suppose, bred for the climate and to live off just grass rather than cereals, he was saying, and to kind of do, I don't know if you have, I think they kind of called it circular farming, circular agriculture. That sounds familiar, circular farming, yeah. Um, so I think it basically just means that you you get, you have a field and then you use it for growing crops and then you you might leave it and then you might use it for grazing and then the cows and the sheep shit on it and then you grow on it again the following year and keep moving it around. But anyway, this other guy was talking about, he was, I think he lived in Pembrokeshire and he said that uh, um, he wanted to buy his own farm. I think he was renting one. Um, and he was wanting to buy this neighbouring farm. It's like a hundred hectares or something, I think. Um, but basically, we kept being outbid for farms by companies that are buying up farmland. 
to plant non-native fast-growing fir trees on to then sell off as carbon credits to like, you know, these companies that have to offset their carbon. So, you know, like oil and gas, I assume, energy companies, um, anything that I suppose that produces carbon, which is pretty much anything, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, um, you and me included. Yeah, and I suppose what he was kind of saying is that and I suppose when we, we talked about sort of like the war in the U, in Ukraine now, that it's obviously less land for farming on and producing things that we actually need, such as meat and wheat. Well, that's interesting because uh, there was a story, I think it was last year, mm-hmm. and it was about Billy Boy, Dr. Bill. All right. Dr. Yeah. Bill Gates and... Uh, He'd done some deal, and I'm not sure if he became the largest owner of farmland yeah. in America. Or yeah, I've read that. Yeah, and uh, most people saw that and thought, "Oh fuck, he's he's seizing the means of food production." But actually, <laughs> maybe he's going to do it all for carbon credits. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? Because that's what you just clicked in my head that he's like one of the biggest proponents, isn't he? <laughs> of carbon is what's it called? The carbon economy? Is it called the carbon market? Or there's you different have a trade in it. There's different names. Like I can't remember what ours is called. I think it's the ECS. Right. Um, I can't remember what the acronym is. But it's cap and trade is the system, basically. So you cap the amount of carbon that's allowed to be produced, and then mm-hmm. you trade that off, and then you gradually lower the cap until it becomes zero. Right. It's, uh, yeah. But it's just another way to make money, isn't it? It's so a market. You, yeah. Yeah. So you so, just made... Do you know what I was listening to? You know, you asked me a few weeks ago where I was up to with, um, this was quite interesting, with um, the Rome History of Rome podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, anyway, I'm up to now, they were talking about Crassus or Croesus. It's Crassus, isn't Crassus, it? Crassus, Marcus Crassus. Yeah. yeah, the one who used to burn the places down beyond the fire, side of the fire brigade, but wouldn't um, put out the fires unless you sold the house to him for like, 10% of its value or whatever. Yeah, he had a private fire brigade, and when a tenement went up, he would go to the owners and lowball them an offer. And yeah. once, the, once the owners accepted, um, he would send his private fire brigade in to put out the fire, and then he owned the land, and that's how he became one of the richest men in Rome. Well, he became the richest, the largest land owner and the richest man in Rome, basically. But what he was saying, this... I think the podcast, he said on the podcast, I think the podcast is from, that episode was from 2010. And he said from 2008 figures, in 2008, the richest man in the world was Warren Buffett. Right. And he was worth $66 billion. And um, Crassus in 2008's money was worth about 180 billion dollars so now there is some there's two people that are at least two people who are worth more than crassus <laughs> ever who, was who's that bezos would be one bezos and musk musk technically yeah and there might be even more there's out is it what's the mexican guy like the telecoms guy i think he's up to like 100 billion i think there are people worth more than that uh, yeah, in the Middle East, who uh, keep it on the DL. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and, and people don't know. Only the super rich people who know who they even are. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. 
but it's quite interesting, I suppose, to like, you know, he was kind of putting it out there. I suppose with like inflation, you might have to add on about 20% to that actually, wouldn't you? From like 14 years ago, would you say? Yeah, I guess. So maybe, maybe not quite. So you're probably talking about if you add on another 40 billion, so 220 billion. And uh, Crassus was cut down in his prime as well. Oh, don't spoil it for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're back. That's exactly where you are, is it? I thought, you'd, yeah. th- you thought you said you'd listened to this a while back. No, so we're on to Crassus. I think they were just talking about Crassus's reign <laughs> era. And then. Um, Spo- spoiler alert from 46 yeah. BC. <laughs> he. he um, he forewarns you a lot anyway when he's doing the podcast. So right. he said, um, I think we're talking about, I assume, is it Julius Caesar? It's just like there's some bad, is there some bad blood between the Caesars and the, and the Crassuses? I can't remember. Um, well, well, no, they, they worked together. So see, uh, Crassus basically sponsored Caesar. He, he bankrolled him. Right, okay. He bankrolled him, and then Caesar, Pompey, Pompey, and uh, Crassus became the triumvirate, where right. they basically ruled. They 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 made a sort of coalition where they would support each other, financially, mm. politically, militarily. Uh, it was uh, Crassus and Pompey who didn't get on. Was it? Yeah, yeah Crassus. I, think I remember him saying that now. Crassus was jealous of Pompey because he was this sort of, sort of like superstar general who had all who had like multiple triumphs because of mm. his exploits in Syria and conquering the Near East. And that's what Crassus really, he'd made the money. What he wanted was the glory, the military mm. glory. And uh, that was his downfall. Right. I won't spoil any more for you. No, so <laughs> the next episode, he's, he said he's going he's gonna to be about uh, the slave revolt in Spartacus. Oh, right, cool. It's just one episode on that. I've not seen how long that is, so that'd be quite interesting to listen to. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched that film properly all the way through. Um, so it's one, it's one of my one of my classic films to watch. One. Yeah, I've to never, watch. I've never seen it. Spartacus. I think I've seen bits of it, like when you used to put films on Channel Four mm. on a Sunday evening, um, but I've not watched it all the way through now. It's probably mega long, isn't it? You would imagine, but it's uh, Stanley Kubrick directed it. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. They sacked um, the original director, I can't remember who it was, or they were having some problems with development with it, and then they, they got him to do it, basically. It's like up-and-coming director. When he went, Right, because I would have thought that Spartacus came out in maybe the late 50s or something. I think so. Yeah, so he might have done one or two films before that, Stanley Kubrick. And that was like his first big film, I think. Was it? I might be wrong, but I think so, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know, I was never... I went into old films when I was a kid. Mm, neither was I, so they, they weren't like... There wasn't enough explosions. No. It's I was like, on... Maybe if Michael Bay had directed it, I would have watched it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> if there was some, like, heaving breasts and... <laughs> Fast, um, fast jets exploding somewhere. <laughs> it would have caught your eye a little bit more. Um, <coughs> I, I was on Prime last night. Guess what's on Prime? Free to watch a movie. Prime, uh, The Terminator. 
Oh, the first one. Yeah. Wow. So I watched I watched quite a lot of that last night, and it was actually I quite enjoyed it. And then I fell asleep. He's got a that's James Cameron that isn't it? And he it does, he has one of his lucky chimes in there, doesn't he? There's, there's, well, when I was watching it, there's loads of people that are in aliens in it. Oh, so Michael Bean's the main guy, isn't he? Well, yeah. He's a lucky charm. Who else is in it? Um, that's Quest. I, I sent to my wife last night, and I can't remember. It's he's got the android. He's in it. He's in the Lance Terminator. Henriksen. Is that what he's called? What was he called? These in in the film. Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. Oh no. In yeah, it. in Aliens. So he's in yeah. the Terminator. Yeah, he's he's a detective. It's not a very it's not a very big role. He dies, but he's like he's like the there's like a a black guy who's like seems to be like the guy in charge, and he seems to be his like number two in like the police station. And there's someone else as well. I can't remember. It might come to me. Oh, um, oh, Bill Paxton's in it. Oh, he's a punk, isn't he, or something? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember him, yeah. Game yeah. over, man! Game over! It was interesting to watch it because there's loads of bits that are a bit like little short, gory bits that have been cut out of the t- when it's been shown on TV. Oh, that are on, on Amazon Prime? Yeah. Right. Like, only like a few seconds here and there of bits. Of bits. Of bits, <laughs> bits yeah. flying everywhere. Like, I can remember him, like, doing something with his eye, but he never showing it popping out. It shows it popping out. Into the sink. Into the sink. But it more of a... Because I remember it cutting to that into his eye and then it, like, blood drips into the sink. But it actually shows him popping his eye out and pulling it out and then dropping it into the sink. And then there was some... I think when, you know, when he killed... When, he, um, when he's naked... Um right at the beginning of the film, Arnie, and he's walking over to the punks. You just see his big cock flying around. La, 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 la. Flapping. Yeah. He's flapping. <laughs> um, so my wife made me rewind it. Right, because uh, I remember from a previous quiz, she has a bit of a thing for young Arnold. Yeah, she did, doesn't she? Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, he's got a bit of a thigh slapper as well, so... Just like that. Well. Walking. <laughs> You're putting me off watching it now. I'll just, I won't be able to take notice of anything else. And it's only an hour and 45 minutes long. The well, naked scene. That's how long <laughs> a film should be. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's just a really good film. Like When I've gone back to it, it actually got me into it. You know, I actually watched it on a different level, maybe. <laughs> If there's another level to the Terminator. <laughs> well, there you go. Phil, come in, Ben. You made it. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm late. It's all right. Oh. What you been doing? Uh, well, it was Mother's Day, isn't it? I went to see the, uh, the maternal home, the mothership. And, uh, and I, I've been out on the this, on this small motorbike, so it's um, it doesn't go very fast. Uh, 45 miles an hour tops, little 1998, uh, 968 uh, Triumph Tiger, 350cc. So getting back was uh, slower than I had anticipated. But yeah, I'm here now, so, you know, we can start. 
Oh dear. Uh, we we were arrived as you were talking about dong. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate timing. We were supposed to have rain here tonight and we were yeah. gonna do a, a special on the tarot. Mm-hmm. Um but uh we, we our household is riddled with the COVIDs with the uh the and I came down with the Wuhan flu on Friday and uh I spoke to Ryan and um there was an option to do it remotely but uh, it's not the same. Like he said, it's never the same over Zoom. He'd rather wait and do it in person. So we agreed to, we'll reschedule at the nearest uh, opportunity. We have to cross his palm with silver. For? Or he'll do a reading for us. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. I think, don't you have to ask a question? Oh, don't know. I believe you have to have a question. Well, I mean, a reading, it's not like a fortune-telling thing. It's You have to ask a question, and then the cards are interpreted. Please show me the tarot cards. <laughs> so if you want a reading, you'll have to think of a question, Ben. All right. Um, right. You have to think of it now. <laughs> Plenty of time. Right now. Yeah. All right, so the pressure is like thinking of something to put on the YouTube there. That's not the YouTube thing. Yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's rampant at the moment. Um, um, Lee from the Big Conspire podcast, he's come down with it this week, mm-hmm. and uh, Hell's but Helen of Troy in the Discord said her partner's other half's got it. Mm-hmm. It seems to be rampant. It does. Yeah. I've made up the Z's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I'm messing with this. It doesn't make great viewing. Apologies. Right, what have you been up to then? We've already done that, Ben. Great. Excellent. <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> I, uh, Phil's, got, Phil's got his notes out. Look. I've had a nightmare with my phone this week. Oh yeah, Matt said you uh, you resorted to uh, sending messages on a on a dead channel. A dead channel. Oh, it's just the Discord. Yes. Oh yeah, that was just a, a warning channel, a warning message that I, that I was out of comms. Comms were down. Mm-hmm. I dropped my yeah, phone. The end of it. No, yeah. no communication, and and riddled with the. Uh, <laughs> Covid. I dropped wow. it on like uh, Wednesday, I think, or Tuesday or Thursday. I didn't drop it far. I was sat on the back step, and I, it mm-hmm. just slipped out of my hand. And I picked it up, and there was uh, like a, a smash in the in the corner. And uh, oh, it's, it's fine, it works. <laughs> and then like uh, the next day, there was like one line of pixels going across it. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Still working. <laughs> and then by the end of that day, it was doing this weird, like, um, <laughs> the bottom eighth of the screen was pure bright white, and the rest of the screen was illegible. You could tell there was stuff there, but you couldn't. You could barely make it out. And so on. I think it was on Wednesday night. It has some sort of adaptive light display 
You know, so when you're out in the, on a sunny day, it'll boost the screen mm-hmm. the screen brightness so you can see it. And then when if you go outside at night, it, it drops it on its own. So I, I was going to bed on like uh, Wednesday or Thursday night and I wanted to listen to Caesar and Christ, as, as I do every night. I'm, I'm back on Will Durant's history of uh, civilization. All oh, right, sorry, I thought you were talking about the uh, dog trainer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I wa- so I wanted to set it up, and I was I just put the dog to bed, and uh, I re I, I realised that that the light I was just coming out of the lounge. I'd put the dog to bed and turn the light off, and the light on the hallway was on. So I ended up holding my phone up to the light in the hallway. And then going into the lounge where it was dark and I could see it, I could make out what the screen was saying. <laughs> Managed to get Caesar and Christ on. I thought, oh shit, this is no good. No. And uh, so the next day I thought I'm going to have to order it. I can't, it's, it's fucked. Uh, I had a quick look how much a new screen would be, 300 quid. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get a new phone. Uh, shit, how do I do that? Because I buy everything off my phone. Amazon's on my phone <laughs> everything. So I got my laptop out, went to Amazon. Right, I've got to log in. What's your password? No fucking idea. <laughs> reset, reset my password, please. Okay, we've sent a, an activation uh-huh. code to mobile number ending 355. Oh, shit. And my phone was on the side next to me on the kitchen. And it's like it knew. My f- it had been, been dead for a day and it lit up like a Christmas tree with the activation code. It was like it was saying, here, help you save yourself. Here's your code. And uh, it, it, it did it. And I was able to log on and order a new phone. It was oh. like it's dying breath. It's dying breath <laughs> assisted me in ordering its replacement. Has it arrived yet? Yeah, it came. Uh, is it today? Yesterday. What did you? Are you have you got another smartphone? Or have you gone for a dumb phone? No, I got a, I got a smartphone. I, I accidentally mm. got an upgrade <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that I had an S10. Okay. So I ordered a, a reconned, a refurbished, whatever they called S10. It right. turns out my old one's an S8. So I've upgraded two generations. <laughs> How long have you had that other phone? Though? You seem to have had that one for about 10 years. <laughs> um, it must be about five. It must be about five years since the S8 came out. Yeah. So. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they do, they do now. What they call them. When I, I, was, I was fishing around trying to find an old phone that wasn't smashed, that mm-hmm. I could put my SIM card in, and I found my Galaxy, my Galaxy iGT9000. <laughs> It's the original Samsung Galaxy. Wow. In mint condition. Mint condition. Yeah, but it won't work. The SIM card won't work with it. It's, yeah. it's so old. Um, I don't know how much that's worth on eBay. I looked. About 15 quid. 15 quid. <laughs> um, The other thing as well is, is, is from what seems to happen with mine, it's more to do with the batteries anyway. And I always just burn out the batteries from constantly recharging them. Right. Mine, uh, well, I've never had an issue with that, and I charge mm. mine every day. 
Right. I uh, I was looking for cases. I had to order a case today. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was some guys selling cases with battery built in. So like the case slaps on and it's got a battery in it and it'll give you an extra full charge, basically. Mm. Yeah. I didn't get one. <laughs> I, I have little USB hub, not hub, like power bank things. Mm. I, I usually have one in the van with me. All right, okay. And Can you not charge it? wireless charging now, sorry. Right. Sorry, go on. Probably has wireless charging your S10, you need one. Yeah, I mean, S8 did. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. I had. To, I've been having to use wireless charges charging for the last six months because the port was fucked. USB C was fucked. I bet. So, I uh, the other thing I was worried about was getting all my stuff, all my data, and my contacts and. Mm. all that sort of stuff. And it, it turned out everything was pretty much backed up with Samsung. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it all goes in the cloud now, doesn't it? Yeah. I just don't have histories. So like uh, the WhatsApp conversations that we're in, it's okay. started afresh. I can't uh, check anything from before. Yeah, unless you have backup selected, I don't think you can, uh, you can get those. You can back up WhatsApp with Google Drive, apparently, but I never enabled it. No. Yeah. Don't trust them. <laughs> so, uh, it's not life or death, is it? No. So, I'm hoping, uh, well, I th- I'm definitely on the men now. I feel a lot better than I did uh, on Friday. In fact, I, I just noticed at tea time that all my aches had gone. Mm-hmm. That was my main symptom, really, was being achy. Like I'd, I felt like I'd fallen down the stairs into a revolving door. <laughs> like I'd just been battered everywhere. And It's, uh, just, it's just your bone marrow. <laughs> well, just... Firing out white cells, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. Very well, yeah. But, uh, that, I noticed, uh, I think at tea time, that that had stopped. All of, all of a sudden, I didn't notice it. Stopping or getting easy. Your immune system's given up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing, weird thing I'm, I've sort of realised last night that the uh, the symptoms I'd had were very reminiscent of what I'd heard from people I know had said they'd had from the magic juice, like yeah. um, chill, like a fever and mm-hmm. body aches for a day or, or two mm-hmm. days. Illusions of grandeur. So I don't know. It probably doesn't mean anything. It's just an observation, but I thought that was interesting. So hopefully I'll be right for next week because we're big night out next weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. It's going to snow or something. It's going to be really cold, so I'm probably going to go not on the motorbike. Mm, yeah, so it's going to be cold, doesn't it, next week? Yeah. Chance it being minus one, one day, it said. Be cold in Sheffield. Mm. Yeah. Boys' oh, night, boys right. night out. What do you think we'll we'll get up to on our boys' night out? Well, I don't know. As long as I'm in bed for half ten, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll just find a nice, quiet, working men's club somewhere and have a few 
What's the brewery in Sheffield? Neem? Uh, is it Sheffield Neem Brewery? I don't know. Hmm. Don't know. There'll be a tap though, isn't there? Yeah, we'll probably end up go somewhere quiet and just have a chat. Get into a fight. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think by by about one, half past one, um, be something like this. Right now, gents, uh, please welcome to the stage Shardy from Billericay. Again? I've never been out in Sheffield for a stag, stag type event. It's not a stag event. <laughs> Oh, it's getting married. <laughs> <laughs> if it ends up with Chardonnay from Billy Ricky, I don't know. I don't know where it, it would be. No, no, I'm too old for all that now. Yeah. I'm with Matt. I want to be in in Matt's bed by half ten. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we've all got separate rooms as well. I <laughs> know that's so exciting. <laughs> all got a separate. I think it's a double bed each. No what, mini bar. Won't want to go out. I know. Yeah, just a, be, a, bed, a bed to yourself for a night. What a <laughs> no, treat! Man. Just get twelve hours sleep instead and go home. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think it checkouts are only midday as well. I'm assumed, I seem to remember reading. Must change it. What time can we check in? I think it's three. But you can never check out. Yeah. Oh. Are we getting breakfast? Is, is breakfast included? No. Oh. You have to pay for it. We'll go to Tesco. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll be able to buy it when we're there, won't we? Uh, yeah, I imagine so. It's, it's normally like three times the cost, isn't it, if you don't add it on with the room? There'll be a weather spoon, surely, next door. Yeah. Oh. Weather spoon's next door to everywhere. Mm. <laughs> Hello, hmm. Helen, Helen and Tony on the uh, the viewing, on the chat. Hey, guys. They're saying hello. No. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Did you notice our mate Malin, friend of the show, yeah. Malin Baker, uh, joining the big lead, leagues on trigonometry this week? I know. Yeah. Did you listen He's got to a it? nice room, a really nice studio. That tr- those trigonometry boys. Yeah, they've been in there for for about eight, would you say about eighteen months, Phil? I don't know. I want to be going back to their families. Jeez, <laughs> I, I don't actually watch it. I listen. Oh, the trigger pod. Yeah, bit of a waste of money then. All that fancy uh, exposed brickwork. <laughs> Um, I listened to him. Yes, Phil. I thought as a friend of it, as a friend of the show, I listened to him. Yeah, I, I don't listen to everyone. It depends on the guests. If it yeah. sounds like something I'll be interested in, but obviously, we'd be Malin. I listened. I thought he did well. I thought he was very good. Um, I thought um, I sent him an email after I'd seen it and watched it. Just to, oh, did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I dropped him an email just to say like. Just to uh, say congrats, and I hope you get a 
a healthy boost, you know, in your exposure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, because um, it were interesting, you know, they always finish with the same question, what's the one yeah. thing we should be talking about that we're not? Mm-hmm. And Malin's uh, response was uh, the use of AI on the battlefield. And I was like, should, yeah. I yeah. was like, what well, fucking hell, that's what we talked about last week with uh, Clearview AI being used in Ukraine. It's like, mm. so I, I mentioned that in the email. It's like, you're bang on. Like, people are completely sleepwalking into this. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. He, he made some interesting points on that. And that once this gene is out of the bottle, you end up with uh, Google being Skynet and we're back to Michael Bean and Terminator again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he was. I thought it was really good on it, so it's definitely one to listen um, to or watch on YouTube. I would say, and it's interesting. <laughs> I, I've never d- to hear him talk about it was climate change, wasn't it? It was the main topic. Yeah, they were just kind of talking to him about, and the way he kind of put it across was true. I think like one of his main points I seem to remember was this kind of idea of um kind of saying to people you know you can't have this we can't have the things that you value which essentially was like cheap travel and uh i think that was like the main thing wasn't it kind of well i'm trying to think what you actually said so i can't remember can you remember he sort of said like cheap travel so like holidays and well, i mean that, that's the petrol. start isn't it but as we've said carbon is used in every Thing. So that's why you're going to end up eating bugs instead of beef because it's cheap. It's carbon cheap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Locust burgers. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Get planting. We were just saying, Ben, before, and Matt's going to keep a tally. He's been planting seeds today, so he's yeah. going to keep a tally of what he's planting so he can uh, sell his carbon offsets. Damn straight. you gotta, you got to play the game. <laughs> You can't fight City Hall, and if you can't beat him, join him. Might as well get on the right side of this and make some sweet-ass money from it. <laughs> I was um, just going back to that. I was watching something else. They're talking about sort of those, because they're not those non-Indigenous, uh, like, fast-growing fir trees. They say... Oh, Leylandi. I don't, I don't know what kind of way. You said fast-growing fir trees, so... Um, they say it's like it's almost like a, a a type of desertification because it's this it's not like what a natural forest would be essentially you know just like these fir tree forests um you know it'd be a lot more kind of a mixture of species in there essentially which then supports different types of habitats and uh animals and things basically it's it's not a good use of the land no, no, yeah, but well, it's being it? used as as the mm. the the, re, the rationale for using it is carbon, is yeah, climate yeah, yeah. change. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's a scam. It's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a money money scam. <laughs> it's just it's pure capitalism, isn't it? Basically. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to open up this market, people will exploit mm. it. Like the same with Bill Gates buying up all the farmland in America. Maybe, maybe he's not going to control the means of food production. He's just going to sequester it all for planting fast-growing fir trees that he can mm-hmm. then sell on the on the 
cap and trade carbon market in the States. Mm. Make himself a bit richer. Rich as Crassus. <laughs> Rich as Croesus. I know, yeah, Croesus, but Crassus will do. Yeah, both pretty rich. Yeah. Uh, Helen's on the Discord wants to know, um, have we joined the real UK Amish community yet? Oh, they're on telly. There's a TV show, isn't it, on uh, BBC Four, Channel... Channel Four. Channel Four. I've not seen it. Have either of you seen it? No, I'm, I'm, I probably will have a look at it, but it looks a bit reality TV. Um, yes, it's very much reality. I've watched one episode of it. Um, so it's like this Amish family from Ohio, I think they said, and they've Ohio come Norfolk, yeah, and they've come over, and uh, there's like you know, lo- you know, a mixture of people who are going to have arguments, um, for our pleasure, basically. There, um, the most entertaining thing was, um, they've got like I can't remember how long they're there for, maybe three months or something. And they've got two thousand pounds to spend. There's maybe like twenty or thirty of them. Mm. And they said, "Right, we'll make a list of essential items." And they went to like the local farm shop on the on the carriage, you know, like the horse car, whatever they call it. And um, <laughs> before they left, somebody had snuck Frosties onto the essential items list, basically. <laughs> But anyway, they go into this farm shop and they were trying to sell a chicken for, I think it was like 17 quid. A lot of eggs for a chicken. Well, two chickens. Well, it was like, it wasn't alive. Oh, it wasn't alive? No. How's he going to lay any eggs? <laughs> it was just to eat. Holy crap. Yeah. So they Buy just some got fast growing fir trees with that 2,000 pounds. Exactly. And sell it off. Um, but it was quite interesting. No, it wasn't. It was rubbish. No. I didn't learn anything. Did we get name checks? No. Well, did you, was it just one episode you watched? Yeah, I, I won't go back to it. No. Watch the last one. They'll raise a barn or something, won't they? Thing is, uh, reality TV, reality TV is a complete sham. Yeah. No, I remember um, my trade body. I have to get assessed uh, every year with my trade body, and about maybe five years ago. One of my assessors came, and his wife was on The Apprentice, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me all about it. Mm-hmm. How uh, it's filmed a year in advance, mm-hmm. and the producers fuck with them for for entertainment value. So, like mm-hmm. something will happen in the show where a guy's left a diary at the office or something. Well, he hasn't. The producers have hidden it from him. You know, or deleted his contacts from his phone. Or they, they, they deliberately fuck with them for our yeah. entertainment value. It's not. It's not real. It's make believe. Mm. It'd be but, super boring. True reality. A, t- a TV show about just reality would be super boring for for anyone to watch, apart from the people involved. Yeah, but most people don't realize that it's mm. that it's fiction. Oh, they, right, they, yeah, think it's, they think this is actually what happened and they're, and they're invested in it. They don't realise that The Apprentice is, is essentially fake, that it's not real. No, surely they realise it. People aren't, you can't, they've got its gold to find 18 people that stupid and inept in one place. Absolute gold. You, you can't, they haven't just come across 
those people with that level of stupidity. Have you seen them? How dumb they are, the decisions they make, the business decisions they make. Oh, Ben, Ben, you're missing my point. <laughs> or are you joking? I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's not real, is it? No. I don't think most of them are. Most of them are like, I think they go into it. I think it's changed as well over, I think it was maybe they used to fuck with them less when it first started and it's become more extreme as it's gone along, hasn't it? And they're finding wackier and wackier people. Ultimately, they're all far more successful than we are. (laughs) Uh, Regardless, which is, you know. Whoa, that depends how you define success. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Ask, ask a point. It's, it's uh, subjective. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are successful in the, the in the fact that they've sort of self started and got a business going and and made a go of it at least, haven't they? Yeah, which is admirable in a way. Yeah, I think most of them have. I think that's the path most of them have taken, haven't they? They've sort of created something out of nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some of them are probably BMAs and stuff and and work for big companies, you know, accountancy firms and stuff like that. Yeah, no one's just, like, working Saturdays at Greg's Outlet. And, uh, <laughs> it was in for an investment. Uh, Academy Awards tonight. Is it? Oh, is it tonight? Yeah, no one cares. No. <laughs> I thought it was in January. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, do you mean like Ukraine and stuff? Because there was, yeah. um, you know, there was these rumours about um, <laughs> Zelensky making appearance at the Academy Awards. Oh, I bet he does. Really? I bet, I bet yeah. they beam him in. Uh, I'm, I bet Sean Penn is hoping that he, he makes an appearance. Oh, yes. Well, Sorry? Well, Sean Penn on an interview, I think it was today or yesterday, said if if he gets wind that the Academy has decided not to invite him, he's going to smelt his Oscars in public. (laughs) See, I think you watch that. That's reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's big man talk, isn't it? It is. He's going to melt his Oscars. What do you reckon the mask is made out of? Plastic. Might be. It would be fitting for that industry. Base base metal and yeah. <laughs> and some paint, gold yeah, paint with a veneer of gold. Mm. Yeah, people have switched off from it, particularly over the last few years, haven't they? They realise now that Hollywood is just rancid. You know, since the the Harvey mm. Weinstein, Kevin Spacey stuff, it's like people are tuning out. It's like. Not interested yeah. in that nest of vipers. I'd go to like a Sundance festival or something like that. I think that'd be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they're all the same, Ben. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think so. What's the other one? You never heard of the casting couch, Ben? <laughs> On the hand. Not in this context. <laughs> it comes from somewhere, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tony on YouTube says a, re- a reality TV show in a supermarket would be good. Think of all the dramas of the customers in store and in the car park. 
You do see. By... What's the wildest thing you've seen in a supermarket? Oh. You put me on the spot now. I oh, saw yeah. a, I saw a viral tweet um, the other day, and uh, it was like a mum and a son, like a son maybe of three. Oh, this thing, yeah. Have you seen it where he's knocking stuff off the side? Oh, yeah. Off, off the, uh, what do you call it, The not the uh, travelator, that's gladiators. <laughs> yeah. The counter. Conveyor, yeah, I guess. The checkout thing. It's just like, is that what it is? Yeah, it conveys your conveniences from one end to the other. Oh, no, I just mean, I just thought it was some shelves in the shop. Oh, it looked like the checkout to me. But anyway, it seems like the manager or the assistant manager comes over to this mother and son, and they obviously, they must be known to him because from what I could gather, the manager had banned them from the store. Oh, right. And so the, the, the guy comes over and he's saying, you know, you need to you need to leave the managers. You've been banned from this store. And this, this little three or four-year-old is trying to, like, uh, chuck things off the conveyor and he's stopping him and, and uh, putting them back on the on the thing. And this little kid just looks up to him and goes, shut the fuck up! <laughs> and he's talking to her and, she's, and he says it again, shut the fuck up! So this guy, and it's like, there's no reaction from the mother. Mm. Like nothing. Mm. You'd be, I'd be mortified, you know. But mm. I don't know how we got onto that. Oh, yeah, reality TV <laughs> supermarket show. I was buying time for you to think of something for the wildest thing you've seen in the supermarket. But been loads of, like, vagrants in spa shops. <laughs> I once saw a guy in uh, in Manchester just drinking pints of milk straight out of it. Like, not paid for him. He's coming off the street and he's just, like, like necking milk. Fair More enough. than one. There was, like, a, an empty on the floor. There was milk on the floor. He, he must have been out of his gourd. But uh, that, was pro- that was pretty wacky. I just kind of avoid it. Avoid that sort of uh, thing. In well, I, yeah, you don't I see mean... much in Waitrose, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same in Harvey Nicks, to be honest with you. Um, but I was just about to say, actually, I've, we've, I've even I've outsourced my shopping to Aldi, to um, Aldi employees. They just do it online now and go and collect it. Ooh, can you do that with Aldi? Only at certain shops. So there's only one in Preston, I think, that does it. There might, I think there's only one, yeah. Which one is it? The one in the town centre, Queen Street. Retail park. Oh, that's a pain to get to. Not too bad. It's like 10 minutes from me. Because if you pick up late evenings or whatever. Or... Mm. So, but I found that you can't, I found that it's a bit iffy, the meat's a bit iffy from there anyway. But Yeah, you've got to watch the dates with Aldi. Yeah, so it's the dates. And also, like sometimes if you get to like the dates, gone off it's gone it's like chicken i chicken from there sometimes you open it up and it just smells like fucking um rotten egg farts basically it's just like on i have I, uh, I have the same system with with aldi what do you uh, mean well it's instead of one of the like uh clerks store clerks picking up mm-hmm. my shopping i have a six-year-old do it <laughs> he just runs he just bullets around the store <laughs> <laughs> and and gets everything we need. 
And he, Andy checks the dates. Oh, does he? Yeah, I'll come back and say, 29th of March, that's all right. <laughs> Excellent. Does he know to, if he's challenged by a, a manager just to fling stuff off the shelves? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he, he loves it. He loves it, my six-year-old. He, he knows his way. He knows where everything is. It's like he'll, he pretty mm-hmm. much goes off on his own and just comes back with the stuff to fill the trolley. He'll go straight. Does, he ever, does he ever sneak something in? Not on. No, 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 no. He always asks. Like mm-hmm. some, some donuts or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we play a game where we have to guess the price of the trolley <laughs> as we're loading it, and n- nearest gets the pound. Oh, right. Oh, that's okay. good. From the trolley. Nice. That's so, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got a message from uh, Helen. Helen worked at Sainsbury's for 14 years. <sighs> I can tell you some stories. Oh. I've had three customers die. <laughs> I followed a woman around the store who was dripping <laughs> diarrhea everywhere. Oh, Police involved over the last turkey on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh man! Why did you leave, Helen? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> yeah, fucking customers dying. Yeah, I suppose you get a lot of old people though. What gets me is um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just go shopping in general, don't they? Um. It's how busy, like sometimes I'll go in the middle of the day when it's my dinner time at work and I go into like Morrison's down the road and it's just like heaving. And I go in on a Saturday, it's heaving. It's just heaving all the time. Why is it so busy all the time? Everyone works from home now. Yeah, I know, but I just don't don't have to sneak out of an office. They can just go. (laughs) No, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Same with the roads. I've noticed it. Do you think? Yeah. We won't be able to afford to drive soon anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah, it's it's academic, isn't it? Yeah, unless you own a plant of forest in your back garden and can offset your car. <laughs> forest around a wind turbine. Yeah. I wonder how many tonnes of carbon and like your average 2004 Honda Jazz produces in a year. Do you think? I reckon. Depends on how much you drive it. It's like ten percent of the petrol, not ethanol. Now, is that not what that means? Did you not? Someone not tell me that. It is, yeah. So you are you putting that in your two thousand four hundred jazz? Because it's it's not going to like it. Well, it's fine. It's not broken. I mean, it's at, it's at death's door. It went for it, when it went for its last MOT, he said, uh, if it had one bold tyre, I would tell you to scrap this car. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. You've got to keep it for at least 10 more years after coming like that. Well, same um, guy every time. <laughs> the same guy who does it every year. It's from friend of the family. Yeah, we have brand new tyres. You, you buy them the day before. <laughs> yeah. <just> <laughs> Yeah, still got the little yeah. the little pricky things on them. <laughs> yeah, little, little spikes. I think it, I, I think the problem is is um, for me anyway. I, I, I've been thinking about buying a new car, but I'm 
I'm kind of going back to just not buying one and just having that forever, basically, or until it breaks. Yeah. You're from home. Now, well, that's the other thing. I just don't, uh, if I'm going to be working at home permanently, then I just mm-hmm. don't need one. No. How much CO2 you're exhaling on that bike? Exactly. Hunting around the curved wheel. <laughs> How many miles has it done? The car? Yeah. I think it's about around about 105. Oh, God. Oh, it's I'm just broken in. Well, it, yeah. new, it, it technically needs a new gearbox. There's a bearing gone in the gearbox, but it has been, it said, it said about four years ago. Um, you, you do realize there's a bearing gone in the gearbox. He said, and I said, well, no, I just thought it was noisy. And um, he said, uh, well, don't worry about it. If I, what will happen is it'll just gradually get louder and louder and eventually your gearbox won't work anymore. I went, okay. And it was like four years ago. <laughs> so Yeah, it's fine. Then you just get, go to the scrapyard and get a, a new gearbox. <laughs> I know. Um, I remember it got once... <laughs> It got recalled a couple of years ago. Um, oh, yeah. And it went in, and, you know, they do <laughs> they do a health check on it. I don't know if I said this before, anyway. <laughs> it was like half an hour long, this fucking health check, normally like a couple of minutes. And he was going like, and here's da-da-da-da, and here's da-da-da-da. You want to see these rusty pipelines? These need changing. And anyway, they gave me a bill, and it was like two and a half thousand pounds worth of work to do on the car basically to make it road roadworthy in their eyes it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, passes yeah. his mot every year oh yeah um you know so it's basically fine and it just leaks a bit so yeah. and it smells in the, it's, it's all right in the summer because it smells less mm. it's in the winter when it's damp um that's when they get the real problems your um your water channels, whatever it is, the, the stuff that moves the water from the roof down through to the sills at the bottom, probably blocked with leaves or something. No, it's it's a it's a fault on this age of jazz. I've told that oh, yeah, all right. I've told this story when I googled common faults on Honda Jazzies before I bought it. Ah yes. And it said there are no common faults on Honda Jazzes. They're an unbelievably replied, whatever, you know. And then I got it home and I went in the back. I said, why the, all the back seats were soaking wet? I couldn't figure it out. And anyway, I went into the boot, lifted up the boot, uh, whatever it's called, the partial, not the parcel shelf, the thing underneath, to, to look in the spare wheel well, and it was just full of water. I thought, where the fuck's this water coming from? And it comes from the posts at the back, the seal between the roof piece and the side pieces uh, cracks over time. It's like a fault in the seal Um, and it leaks down inside the posts into the spare wheel well. You just Um, drill a hole in the, underneath the wheel. Well, that's what I read on a forum. A guy said, yeah, I just drilled a hole in the middle of the wheel well. Problem solved. And I think I might do that soon. It's um, not still full of water from when you first found it. Uh, no. Primordial soup. <laughs> I fixed it. I fixed it myself, but it, the sealant's gone again, basically. So that's what I did. And I dried it out, um, but it just started leaking again after about a year. And I gave up. 
I used to have to put sponges on my on the side of my MG. I used to have to cut a big car washing sponge and put them down the side of each of each window because it, it, the roof wouldn't fit against the window at all, really. So there's just sponges there to stop the the wind and the water coming in. I remember leaving it outside work one day, and uh, it was it was pissing down for all day, like eight hours, and the, the sponges just couldn't cut it, and the, the the whole interior of the car was just just wet no. for weeks. <laughs> Do you oh, put a bin liner over the seat or something? Sorry, you put a bin liner over the seat or something? It wasn't on the seats; it was just kind of seeped in, and all the carpet, all the all the sides, all the carpet, all the back behind the seats was just damp. It just like absorbed. The the moisture from outside. Nice. The sap. Well, we've done an hour. Should we do some housekeeping? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. This is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this. And as ever, my favourite way of returning value is word of mouth and spreading the word. And uh, the the word. tricking people into listening to us. Do you not agree? Hello? Anyone? Going on now. Oh, uh, merch, merch, buy some merch. Merch, 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 buy some merch from the merch chest. <laughs> the Amish Loot Chest. You buy your current grape T-shirt or your literally a communist hoodie or your uh, three weeks to flatten the earth. Accoutrement. Yeah. For merely pennies. I mean, it's... How many pennies is it? It's in the thousands, but it's pennies. And every penny helps us move this gargantuan ship of entertainment forward through the murky waters of the podcast realm. I've I've been looking at pennies this week because I found a couple of old pennies I have and Mm. they seem to go on eBay for 13 quid. Really? Why? (laughs) That's a Victorian. No, 70s. <laughs> really? Yep. So I've, I've started looking at all the coins I have and, like, keeping old ones. I might start I might start being a nusmaticist. Nus- is that what it's called? Nusmatics uh, is, like, the study of coins, I think. Nusmaticist. Uh, nus- oh. Uh, is it because it? Is it because from when des- decimalization started, the year it started, or something? It could be, yeah. Don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it was around then. Was it not seventy three? But I'm not. Uh, don't quote me on that. The, the before that, because said seventy one. These are so maybe that's what it is that they're pre decimalization. Right. Yeah, someone sold one for thirteen quid this week. I thought, bloody hell! I just found two of them. We only just. So I've started looking for rare coins when I get my I, change. Because I'm I, paying cash for everything, obviously. If you pay with your card, you're not going to have this boon. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Just get a metal detector. Go down the back of people's sofas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Merch store, what else can you do to become a producer? Join the Discord and engage with us on a personal level. Yeah, that's a good place to uh, send us links for um, new stories and video clips and audio clips and uh, guest suggestions. Get lots of guest suggestions on there. Mm-hmm. People who we've never heard of that weren't on the radar and someone will send a yeah. link to a podcast appearance or a website saying, look at this guy or gal and what they're looking at, what their area of expertise are. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's like... um. Not not monetizing. That's the wrong word. Um, mechanizing. Uh, I can't think of the word now. Galvanizing <laughs> the eyes and ears around us. We can only have time to look at so many different things to find people. Six things, exactly six things we can look at. Yeah. So it's great because we, um, we get guest suggestions that we weren't aware of, and it's uh, broadens our horizons, doesn't it? When people contribute in that way. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, artwork, send us artwork. Yeah, we haven't got any this week. No. We didn't get any this week. Uh, we have new artwork for every episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can submit artwork to uh, the Inquisition at gmail.com or via the Discord and we'll use it in the in the show artwork for iTunes and YouTube and Spotify and whatnot. So I knocked something up quick. Um, you guys won't see it now. I'll just put it up for the stream. Um, I, it was like tea time tonight, so I just had to fire something off quick. And basically, I, I took our logo and made it blue and uh, put some UFOs in there. That's fine. And uh, the number, 225. So it's not my best, but I had to slap something together quick. Are you um, foreshadowing a UFO story then? Uh, no, I don't think no. I am. Um, I think we do have a UFO story, uh, UFO story left over from last week. But mm-hmm. I just, I just had to do so, and plus with no guests, so there was no nothing to go off in that regard for the artwork. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was a bit hamstrung in that regard. But yeah, you can send you send your show art submissions. That's much appreciated and gets you a credit as a producer. Yep. Uh, we have reviews, Matt. No, are you trying to visualise the list in your head? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I know what's at the end, but not what's in the middle. Send us a review. Maybe you. Um, you might need to email us at the Amish Inquisition at gmail.com because sometimes they don't all come through to us, but I like to read those out. Send us a view on Spotify because we need to get to a certain level before we actually get a rating on there as well. Um, you can always send us a focused chi. Are you suffering from depleted chi, as Amish Phil would say? Is there something in your circumstances that needs your chi realigning? Um, to help you concentrate or pass. Sounds painful. You, yeah. Have you got an exam coming up? Um, and we had confirmation, didn't we, that um, somebody, the, the Chi requested helped um, somebody memorize their uh, 
one of her degree courses. Yeah, Brother Jamie, mm-hmm. who's uh, an active Freemason. He's recently started out in Freemasonry, and he was he, he was he asked he requested some focus chief for his upcoming. I don't know what you call it ceremony, initiation. Mm. Uh, for the the second sacrifice, degree. <laughs> yeah, the chicken sacrifice, and uh, it helped. So that's good. We got some requests as well this week. Did he? Uh, yeah. Good job. I checked this shit, isn't it? Fucking hell. <laughs> we got a on the Discord a, a request, a focus G request from Rich Man on the Discord. Uh, oh yes, he wants some higher vibes chi for him uh, and his partner. His partner's just lost her business of eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Post COVID nineteen, COVID fallout, um, and also I think we should focus our chief for Lee from the big conspire and Helen of Troy's other half for the the mm-hmm. COVIDs as well, the Wuhan flu. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Eyes down, looking. Better. I hope that helps. Yeah, so Focus G, it's a great way to become a producer. You put your quests in the Discord channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else? We've done uh, memes, memes for Instagram. So if, yeah. if, 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 you, if you're a memeographer, <laughs> post your memes in the Discord channel that we can use on Instagram and whatnot. And uh, that helps. It helps us with uh, content for social media means that we don't have to spend time doing that and we can spend the time on the content on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Could always uh, toss us a fucking coin. <laughs> Slick. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of... Absolutely, do it for the lads. Lads, lads. Because... Oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable and the weather's fucking shit. If you go to the armistinquisition.com, you'll find the PayPal button there. You can uh, give us a one-off donation, sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation, and donations at a level of £50 or above will grant you the rank, the status, the cachet, the degree, the... Oh, I can't remember if I've said them all. Of executive producer for that episode. And that looks spiffing on your, your curriculum vitae, your LinkedIn profile. We will bat you up. These credits are real. <laughs> it's real. You can actually put this on your CV and we will vouch for you. You want to be yeah, the maybe. executive producer of a podcast. Exactly, yeah. It's a string to your bow, a feather in your cap. Mm-hmm. Only... A twang. <laughs> a twang of in... you. A, a twang string. of your... <laughs> I was just about to say. Yeah. A twang of your banjo string. <laughs> yeah. Could be. <laughs> if people want it enough. Yeah. Only you fuckers out there can... Save Blockland. And uh, help us. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this is where we normally thank the producers. Yeah. I believe, yeah. We we uh, we fucked this up last week. <laughs> we. Oh, well, we. <laughs> <laughs> Collective responsibility. This is now Come on. I'm literally is... a communist. Collectivization. <laughs> This is not uh, China. <laughs> it's the individual that has responsibility. 
Not the collective. This is such a crock of shit. Really? Can't believe mm. you're doing this to me. <laughs> Throw me under the bus. It's just say sorry. Can't. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I overlooked thanking the producers last week. It would have been nice if any of my co-hosts had reminded me because <laughs> it's not like I'm, I'm like not doing anything else, like running this and this it and would, this. It would have been nice if any of your co-hosts even noticed. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, best, I guess we better thank them, haven't we? It's time. It's time to big up the man Dems. We've got uh, producers for this week. <laughs> We've got um, Tony from YouTube, a new donator, which is nice to yeah. see. Uh, yeah. Rona Kesson. We've got uh, Bill from 13 Questions for services to memography. Um, Helen of Troy. Uh, and I think that's it. Thank you. You're so amazing. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love, literally. How dare you? The dwarf, the currants, the grape, the homophobe, the winds, the asthma, the corrupt cons, the number 11, the blind man, the fallen on the horizon, the cripple and the mother of the bickering from hell. I don't get it, never will. And corrupt was a bad dude. Come on, man. What you need to do with the dessert, dessert spoon is put it in a bowl of warm water as well before you shove it up your ass. In the same. Alright, thanks for your support for another week. It's much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank God we've, we remembered to do it this week. Mm hmm. Well done, Phil. Don't forget next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll try. Might need to like put a, a huge poster. On the wall, reminding me. You could automate it. Automate the everything. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would just happen while we're talking. Become a, a transhuman. <laughs> yeah. The future. Yeah, I've got a couple of stories on transhumanism. I don't know where to go to them now. We're uh, well. We've we've raised the subject. Um, there was some interviews going going around Twitter with you know the author Noah Yuval Harari. No. What? What? What was his name? Noah Yuval Harari. No, never heard of him. S- uh, Sapiens is the, the famous book he did a few years ago. Sapiens, yeah. Do do outline? Oh, that was Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, no, Out, anyway. Outliers was Malcolm Outliers, yeah. Gladwell. No, he's, he's sold over 20 million books. He's one of the world's most favor, uh, famous authors. Like a modern, de- well, like a, a newer Jared Diamond. Writes I about Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien. He, he writes about anthropology and history and stuff. Oh, you mean David Attenborough? <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. I don't know him. Go on, go, carry on. Come on, get to the story. <laughs> he's um, obviously is a, a WEF shill. 
World Economic Forum shill. I'll just uh, oh, no. I'll just throw up the uh, screen grab here of his homepage on the World Economic Forum. There he is, just so you don't think I'm bullshitting you. There's his web page. Yuval Noah Horari, professor, Department of History of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. And there's some clips been going around the internet of interviews he's been doing, so I'm just going to have to... I'm not quite organised, so I'll have to find them now because we've skipped ahead. Uh, this is the first clip. Unbelievable. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will. That's over. Free- wow. Why is it over? I know. Well, as far as he's concerned, we're a hackable animal. So does that mean he's going to interface us? Um, this is the whole goal, the whole agenda going forward over the next 20, 30 years. To what? Metaverse. Oh, so we just don't live in the real world. Well, that's part of it, but your you bio- biology will be hackable as well. I mean, it goes on. Uh, there's another clip. I'll play the next clip. I mean, the first clip sort of underlines the thing, uh, the thinking of you've no soul, you've no free will, you're just an animal. You're a biologist. Mm. the old, I'm a biological robot in a meaningless universe. <laughs> Dawkins nonsense, isn't it? The meat suit. Yeah, the meat suit. Yeah. Anyway, go to the second clip. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance. So, 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 so let's do it. Vaccine won't help us go the to the test, The vaccine will help us. <laughs> hang on, hang on. In normal times, no one would agree to this, but let's and, do uh, it. Yeah. It's wild. Like a reasonable excuse for staying out of the pub too late. Oh, sorry, love, someone hacked into my legs and I couldn't get him moving. <laughs> I mean, he's just so open saying it. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's like people just don't listen, do they? They don't mm-hmm. listen. He's out there saying, in normal times, people just would never accept this. But this is good, yeah. so let's do it. Mm. Come on. <laughs> of course, it will make things, you know, more manageable. Surveillance. People. All right, that was the end of that clip. He's got a new book out or something. <laughs> I think he's always got a new book out. I mean, I... I can Google him if you want to find out what he's got in the pipeline. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, go on. There's two of you there. Uh, I don't know. I found his official website here, uh, ynharari.com. <laughs> I don't know, well, it's not loading. Maybe I'm blocked. I'm blocked from his website. <laughs> I, for one... Are you sure your mouse finger's not been hacked? <laughs> I, for one, uh, would like to welcome our transhuman overlords. I'm straight. <laughs> Bring it on. I want an exoskeleton. <laughs> when when do you think they're going to have nanobots? Not soon enough for us, I don't think. Oh. When, that, what, that was... Uh, is that Prince Charles's worry? The grey... 
the Grey Sludge or whatever it is, but it just nanobots um, uh, just kind of uh, replicate over and over and over and over and over, and it gets out of control, and we just end up being overwhelmed by a quote unquote Grey Sludge of, of nanobots. When do you uh, when do you stop being human? Day one. You start. You know when you when, in your environment when you incorporate all this technology. When do you stop being human? I don't know. I assume is as soon oh, you, as you you just asked about nanobots. When are we going to get nanobots? Just the definition would change, wouldn't it? Human's just a word. Humans isn't just a word. It's what we are. Yeah, I mean, I'd argue that. But when, when do you when do you stop becoming a human? When you adopt, I think all this we're technology? already like. There's a lot of non-human matter in our bodies, like all your gut flora and fauna, all your commensal bacteria on your skin. Hang on, yeah. hang on. They're they're symbiotic. Okay, they're, they're not in the body, are they? Like you, all those things in your gut biome, they're, they're te- actually not in your body. And the Is bacteria it? on your skin are not in your body. But right, when, well, when you start injecting nanobots into your body, that's a different matter, I would say. When you introduce man-made stuff, well, we're already doing that as well, I suppose. What? Like what? Implants, um, no, hip, hip replacements, things like that. Pacemakers. Right. So a joint replacement. I mean, I don't think there's an argument to say that having a hip replacement makes you less human. I bet there were people arguing at the time. No, I don't Religious think so. types, perhaps. I don't think so. But About you, organ you... transplants from a animal. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But can you see the, the, the trajectory? Do you not see that we're going to stop becoming human at some point? I'm not sure it gets to that. And if it does, I'd be long gone. <laughs> uh, your kids and their kids might not be long gone. No. Right. This is the whole transhumanist thing that people talk about. And that, you know, maybe there are some things that are, should be preserved. And that technology for technology's sake maybe isn't a good thing. No, maybe for technology's a- sake, but... If you were to do a a cost benefit analysis <laughs> of what are the benefits of being, you know, having nanobots? Not none, none of us know what they would do anyway. I mean, if it was if if your your option to cure your cancer or whatever was to have an injection of nanobots, then I think the majority of people would take it to get an extra whatever years of life. This is the key thing, is, is, is it's life extension. All of this yeah. is geared towards life extension to the point where, you know, if you're in Kurzweil's brigade, you know, chief engineer at Google, it's eternal life. He wants yeah. to be able to download your consciousness. Now, I and a lot of people would argue that you're not a human then. Part of the human condition is having to leave this mortal realm. It is a big part of it. Yeah. So 
What would stop you from, you know, being a good person or, or doing anything? I mean, your you moral decisions would go out the window as well. Plus, the, the Earth can't sustain, you know, infinite lifespans. You, you'd have to, it would only be the elite who can live forever. And we're going to pay fucking pensions. <laughs> well, you wouldn't. You'd just work, <laughs> wouldn't you? You could work forever. Yeah, no, I was being facetious. <laughs> but that's a, these, these, you know, we need, mm. like, philosophers. We should be listening to philosophers on these issues. And they're important issues, but we, we just disregard it and we plough ahead with the latest technology without thinking about the repercussions in a generation's time or two generations' time. That's the issue. That's the issue I have with it. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for, like, easing suffering. A hip replacement takes out a knackered hip from someone who's been working down the pits for 50 years... <laughs> And gives them a new hip and relieves their suffering. A lot of the things we're doing now, it's a lot of it's for convenience. Uh, it's it's for extension of life, probably beyond. You know, we come to these interesting sort of things like natural. What's natural? What's natural for human life? Well, I think we've got a pretty good idea of what a natural human lifespan is, and we're trying to exceed what that should be. And maybe maybe we shouldn't be. It's like uh, Helen's just said on the YouTube, that they've, um, on the Discord, they made everyone so scared of dying. And part of this comes yeah. from, from the destruction of faith and the destruction of religion that started with the Enlightenment. You know, For good or ill, you know, I'm sort of agnostic on it all, but we, I don't think, have we, have we had a philosopher on yet? No, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, don't think he'd waste his time on us. <laughs> <laughs> the thinker, isn't it? We have plenty of thinkers. Yeah, thinking people. Uh, mm. I've got. I'll play the last clip. I've got a last clip from <laughs> you, Val. No. Surveillance. People could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important development of the 21st century, is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it and understand people better than they understand themselves. This, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Did he say the elites yeah. can gain yeah. the power? Him being one, so he's, in, he's, a, he's got his own page at the WEF. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't think you get that for 26 grand a year. I don't think you get your own page. Oh, right, okay. So I'm guessing he's sponsored. It's like if, if any of others us wanted to be a member, I think it, when I looked last, I think it was 26 grand a year to be well, a member. He's on, on message, isn't he? Well, yeah, well... That's the point everyone they get is on their message, on class's message. Mm. uh, See if we can get someone from the WEF on. Yeah, who should we target? Klaus. They have have like a a young movement, don't they? Yeah, yeah, like the chairman of Iceland. Like the Hitler. Is is he the leader of that? Ah, Richard Richard Iceland. (laughs) 
He's not the leader. He's just well, loads of them. Uh, Macron, uh, Trudeau, they're all young global leaders. All uh, right, yeah. Half of Trudeau's cabinet, Klaus. Biden, fam- no, wait. <laughs> uh, Klaus famously said in an interview not so long ago that half of cabinets, uh, half of Canada's cabinet were uh, members of the young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Uh, we should sign up. But it's nothing. It's, it's conspiracy nut job talk. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil's finally seen the light. Oh, yeah. It's fine. slipping finally... into blissful ignorance. I've got a new phone. There's now 5G, Phil. Cooking my testicles as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, uh, have either of you been tracking this Infosys story with Rishi Sunak? Okay, I can oh. barely track my day to day. Is this the one around his wife's on the board of, is it the Russian company or something? Well, it's, it was an Indian company. Is that what it is? Uh, Rishi's wife is famously a multi hundred million millionaire. Yeah. Um, uh, regarding uh, a company called Infosys, I've got. He, he did a, a Sky News interviewed him. I don't know if it was right. over the weekend or Friday, maybe. Uh, oh, about just... say. Well, about his involvement because they have operations in Russia. This IT company mm-hmm. and uh, Rishi is connected to it. So you know, our politicians have been talking laws of high tempo bullshit about Russian sanctions <laughs> and cutting Russia out of the global economy and all that. So mm. um, Sky News quizzed him on it. Um, I'll have to find the clip now because we've I'm, I'm doing things out of order. Uh, here we go. Infosys, clip one. Well, in fact, I only have one clip because... Putin is Hitler. And one clip, <laughs> one clip is enough. You, you mentioned that and you mentioned the pressure on Russia. Um it's been reported uh, that, that you've got family links to, to Russia, that your wife apparently has a stake in the Indian IT consultancy firm Infosys. Um, they operate in Moscow. They have an office there. They have a delivery office there. They've got a connection to the Alpha Bank in Moscow. Are, are you giving advice to others that you're, you're not following in your own home? That's not, as a, I, I'm an elected politician and I'm here to talk to you about what I'm <laughs> responsible for. Okay, so um, Stonewall, I'm just a politician. I have no other interests other than being a politician. Uh, my wife is not. She is not, but, but equally, if you, if you, you know, as, as a country, we are asking taxpayers to fund the UK's support for Ukraine. We're asking people in the UK to give their homes up to Ukrainian refugees, whereas it, where it appears your family potentially could be benefiting from Putin's regime. No, I, I really I don't think that's the case. And as I said, uh, the, the operations of all companies are up to them. Uh, we've, we've put in place significant sanctions and all the companies that we are responsible for are following those, as they rightly should, sending a very strong message uh, to Putin's aggression. Do you know if Infosys is? I, I, have, I have absolutely no idea because I have nothing to do with that company. He has nothing to do with that company. His wife is a major shareholder. Her father, his father-in-law, is the founder who gifted large shares to his children, Rishi's yeah. wife being one. 
Mm. Yeah, but he has nothing to do with that that company. It's, it's just a private <laughs> company. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Like the whole thing. And, like, you know, it's just picking sort of willy-nilly. But the other thing as well is um, it's only, like, I can't remember where I was list- what I was listening to. I might have been on Malin talking about this, about sort of like the Anglosphere, and it's only the Anglosphere countries that are sanctioning. Yeah, um, yeah, the whole s- Southern Hemisphere, no sanctions. Yeah. Uh, same so, with Asia. And India, like, signed, is it Modi, the Prime Minister in India? He signed a, a, a deal, didn't he, to increase <laughs> oil... Um, imports from russia when was that the other week recently uh, last, this week last week yeah because I, I said this last week when we were talking to mark malone that india were a big ally of russia they have, they have a yeah. really close relationship and the the big question is how china are going to fall on it but yeah it's it's only the western countries mm. and japan and yeah. new, and australia and new zealand who were sanctioning mm-hmm. no one else is Exactly. So, you know, it's it's like, you know, obviously we have still at the moment like the biggest economies or whatever, but um it's in the grand scheme of things, it what you know, they can still make their money and get their exports elsewhere, essentially, can't they? But it's all right. Great reset. It's gonna be India and China and Perhaps sub Equatorian countries that are um they're gonna be the ma- the next major players in terms of economic movers and shakers for the next two, three hundred years. And you know, build up those developing and uh, uh and quote unquote third world countries and, and try and raise them raise them up into uh, into major players. Makes a change, doesn't it? I mean, we've we've had Western imperialism for however long. Change is as good as the rest, as or the other way around. Three hundred <laughs> years. I think the yeah. thing is, is though, this is the other thing that you lose sight of is you know when you talk about it from that imperialistic um, kind of standpoint, I would still take our sort of system now over the Chinese or Russian system. Just because you're not used to it. Well, I still would. You know, it's like still things, there's still evil people and, you know, there's lots of ills and all the rest of it in culture and society and capitalism in general, but I would still take it over communism or the alternative like China is not communism anymore, is it? It's like hyper capitalism. It's weird. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm, no, I disagree. It's it's a completely autocratic <laughs> communist government at the heart. Well, I suppose yeah. It's, yeah, it's, they, it's, yeah. It's capitalist, but the communist government owns everything. Yeah, it's not capitalist. Yeah, so at from, all. A, from a business point of view, yes, yeah, there are communist principles within this hypercapitalism, but it's not the same as like well, no, like the career. <laughs> we were talking earlier about that that Chinese um, uh, property company that's always on the verge of going bust. 
ever well, grand. Yeah. Well, the the state will just keep bailing them out because they are the ultimate power. There's that. That's not mm-hmm. capitalism. It would have to. It needs to go bust because it's not fit. Mm. So it's it's not hyper capitalism. It's not even capitalism. It's it's an autocratic, controlling state with social credit systems, where people get downgraded because of things they post online. You don't have free access to the internet or information. Oh, it's like us all that internet access, Phil. It's full. Of, have you seen the internet? Full of dangerous nonsense. <laughs> What other what other uh, systems are there? Non capitalist. Who was it who famously said, um, "Like the capitalist democ- democratic system is is absolutely horrific. It's terrible, but it's the best system anyone's ever found." Chairman Mao. <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably one of the U.S. presidents. I think. It's socialist. Society. I don't even know what that is. I couldn't even begin to explain what that would look like. Or examples thereof. Answers on a postcard. Did you hear uh, Joe Biden uh, on his speech the other day talking about the the world order of sorts? No. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're gonna, there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it, and we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. Odo Seclorum. Just another new world order name check. That's keeps mm-hmm. it seems to be cropping up every week. Different people say new world order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? Well it's, it's like, like twenty years ago it just used to be Alex Jones who used to say New World Order. Mm-hmm. And now the president's saying it. Mm-hmm. Who said it last week? I remember. Oh. Uh, we've got Ardern, Jacinda Ardern saying it, haven't we? That was a few months mm-hmm. ago. I don't know. I don't know why they're, why they're picking up on the language. Maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. It's written on their money anyway in the States. No, chlorine. I think that's a misapprehension. Does it not mean something else? Uh, it means... And I think the misapprehension is it means new secular order, but seclorum isn't isn't Latin for secular. Um, I don't know. It's probably paraphrasing, but fact check. Have to fact check for that next week. Mm-hmm. You check, check. What's that story you posted on the Discord about him going off script, Biden? Uh, he's talking about regime change, wasn't he, in Russia? So he keeps upping the ante. 
um, apparently. And at the end of um, the speeches that he's given in Eastern Europe, sort of uh, over-egging the pudding. So like the one that that particular article was about was saying that at the end of the speech, he got to the end of it and he started sort of talking beyond the remit of his powers and said something on the line to someone needs to get rid of that Putin. Why don't you just, it's, I don't know, it's quoted in the, in the article. On. Stick to the script, old man. <laughs> yeah, so like the, his press office have come out afterwards and said, no, of course, we don't want to instigate a regime change in Russia. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I mean, why not? They're, they're like the experts, aren't they, in regime change? It's like, I can't, you know, all this Ukraine stuff and the uh, the the Western reaction to the entire mm. Ukraine invasion. I just, I just, it just stinks of hypocrisy to me. It does. Doesn't no it, one definitely. remembered WMDs. I know. Iraq, yeah. Afghanistan, Syria, Lebanon, Libya. But, yeah, they're all well, Libya's well, still a mess, isn't it? <laughs> go go back to the last century in South America and Central America. I know, yeah. That went well as well, didn't it? The Amer- the US has been doing it for g- decades. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Putin's invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, all oh, right, I better put a Ukraine flag on my Twitter handle. <laughs> it's like, get a grip. People, they're just so easily fucking turned. Mm. It's true. Order of the Ages. Oh, there we go. He's caught. I favour the commencement of, there or thereabouts, a new Order of the Ages is on the Great Seal of, of the US. I thought that was a misnomer, the whole New World Order thing on the under the C and I. Same thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Change, essentially. <coughs> it's as good as the rest. I mean, going back to uh, Rishi with his his wife and his father-in-law and their business interests in Russia, I was reading today about, or maybe it was yesterday, about the British inquiry into the uh, sinking of the Titanic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And um, the guy running the inquiry was doing insider dealings with Marconi. And Marconi was sort of instrumental. It was quite a new system. Marconi was alive then. He was the inventor. And all the uh, White Star Line ships had Marconi devices in them. It was a new thing. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the lord who was running the inquiry, his brother was an early investor in Marconi. And about four days before the Titanic set sail, he'd offered his, his brother a load of shares at Tempe. And then uh, after the sinking, uh, the the the, um, the shares were only at two quid, and, he, and his brother came back to him again and said, "Come on, get on these shares." They ended up at ten quid after the inquiry had finished. But it's just it just shows you how corrupt the political system was and still is. Mm. It's like a crude business deal to me. We've covered like future conspiracies, present conspiracies, and now we've gone all the way <laughs> backwards. That's only 110 years ago. Conspiracies have existed Easy. forever. 
They're not mm. theories. People have always conspired for either political gain or financial gain. It just, sometimes it takes a bit longer for him to get found out. It wasn't the Titanic sank in 1914 and it wasn't till 1917 that the chair of the inquiry was found out that he was doing insider trading. But it was all done and dusted by then. It was gone. Inquiry was finished. The inquiry took two weeks. The outcome was done. So it didn't matter. But, you know, conspiracies don't happen today. (laughs) Oh, dear. Let's move on. Man dies after crashing car into 11-foot alligator. A 59-year-old Florida man has died after hitting an 11-foot alligator on the road with his car. John Hopkins. Yeah. Not the same Johns Hopkins. John Hopkins was driving eastbound on County Road 672 in Lithia, a Tampa suburb, at about 12.30am on Thursday when his vehicle hit the alligator in the middle of the road, according to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Authorities said the impact of the crash caused the vehicle to veer off the roadway and flip before falling into a ditch on the north side of the road. Hopkins was pronounced dead at the scene. Seen, the alligator died as well. Uh, Marco Villarreal, the sheriff's spokesman, said the vehicle wreckage was noticed by a passing driver who called 911. 11-foot alligator? Does that sound a bit big for a fucking alligator? Another medium size in the uh, yeah. in Florida. They get swamps. massive, don't they? Well, I checked the the record in that state for an alligator is 13 foot 3 inches. Wow. Yeah, crocodiles are big. Alligators aren't big, usually. I thought thought they were. What's the record for a crocodile then? (laughs) Probably the one on... The one on Temple of Doom, probably. Yeah. What about Hook? Peter Pan, that was massive. (laughs) Yeah. Croc o guile in the world. <laughs> 20 feet. Wow. Jesus Christmas. Yeah, so, I thought it was the other way around. Was that a, a salty or a freshwater crocodile? Ooh. Salt water. That's as long as my kitchen, six metres. Get you. No, virtually <laughs> signaling. That's just the way I measure things in my head, really. Oh, six metres. In kitchens? Rather than... It's about the same length as my kitchen. Rather than Olympic-sized swimming pools. Or giraffes. Or half half giraffes. Half giraffes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'll I'll put that in the Discord chat. If people are interested. I'm sure they are. I quite like, um, this is one of my favourite stories from the week. It's um, the woman who was horrified after um, her date Googled her medication. Did you see this story? I saw it, but I didn't read it. Oh, my God. A woman was left stunned when she received a text from her date admitting he'd secretly Googled the medication he found in her bathroom. Red flag. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
TikTok user Chloe, who goes by the surname at Redacted, on the platform, shared a screenshot of a text from someone she'd recently been on a date with in a video that has since gone viral. Not even a good morning, she captioned it in response to his blunt text. According to the picture, Chloe had started the conversation by asking how his evening was going. But she could never expect it. What he wrote in response. Instead of chatting about what he'd been getting up to that day, the man revealed that he did that he did research on some of the medications he found in her bathroom. When he saw that they were antipsychotics, he apparently went on to say that if she was mentally ill, it would be a big turn-off. Uh, in quotes, hey, uh, not to be rude, and this is uh, super awkward of me. Um, the other night was fun, but I googled those tablets you left on your bathroom sink. Super invasive of, of me, I know. Uh, and they said they were antipsychotics. You're not mentally ill, are you? No. Just to turn off. I wouldn't want to go further, if so. <laughs> Just want to put it out there. I mean, I mean, the first red flag, red flag for me, if it, if you, if you go on a date with someone and they, they write super, super <laughs> awkward, super in, super invasive, I'm, I, I would just think prick. No, don't don't use <laughs> yeah. don't use language like a fucking eight year old. I know. I mean, that would be my first red flag. What a dick! Have you never done it? You never googled someone's uh, medication in the bathroom? Uh, only at work. Is that all right? But I think, but I think that's allowed. I try to figure out what it what it's for. <laughs> you like house? Do you go into people's houses while they're in, while they're laid up and figure out what's wrong with it? I don't have numerous affairs with my uh, my clients slash patients. No, it's just chomping Vicodin all day just to get, <laughs> yeah. to get to the end of the day. I wish. <laughs> I think is Vicodin just uh, diazepam? Yeah, I think so. It is, isn't it? Ben, benzo, benzo diazepam, isn't it? Diazepine, yeah. But I think it's in, in the in the in the UK, it's called basically what people get prescribed rather than Vicodin. It's just called diazepam, basically. Oh well, uh, that's muscle relaxant, isn't it? Diazepam. Mm. That's not a sniper's use. It can be. It's a. It's a. It's a. It is a. I can't remember the, the term, but yeah, it just chills you out basically. So I imagine it does make your muscles relax as well. That'll give you a solid. That's where I know that from. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, he yeah. takes it and it goes. When you when you're in sniper I know mode, it. I know everything I know from the Simpsons and video games. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, it's hiding in a cardboard box, munching diazepam. <laughs> about you Benny you ever googled a, a potential dates medication no no never never any potential dates <laughs> I have I, I googled hool once hool yeah I did a job for a customer and on the top of his I, oh. I, I had to unplug his um, 
fridge. Oh, there was a that was it. There was a problem with the socket that the fridge was plugged into, and I had to uh, move the fridge. And usually, have to sort of psych yourself up for moving a fridge, <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. fucking empty. Oh. There's like nothing in it, like just a right. couple of bits. Like, wow, this is weird. I mean, he was a young guy on his own, so I was expecting it to be full of meat and beer. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, Phil. <laughs> but there's there's next to nothing, nothing in it. But I had to take the stuff off. You got to, it had stuff on the top. So you got to take the stuff off before you try and move mm-hmm. the thing. And it mm-hmm. was this massive bag. of this stuff called Huel. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's this? So I, I took a photo. Well, I didn't take a photo. I just Googled the name or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fuel. Apparently. Super invasive. It's, yeah, super, it's super awkward of you, Phil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it not protein? Like a protein yeah. shake? Meal replacement, isn't it? It's more like slim fast. Is that what it is? Is it not like for when you like go to the gym and that? No, that's just that's just like protein, normal whey protein. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's, you can buy. I think you buy Huel in Boots. I might have misseen this, but I think I saw some today, like chocolate Huel just in the in the drink aisle. And it's but it's slim fast. It, well, it's like a meal replacement. So I mean, if you if you just like having your normal food and then you pop it into boots and you say, oh, I quite fancy a chocolate milkshake. Start huffing back Huel meal replacements. You're going to get massive, surely. I don't know. Opposite effect. Next. Next. Uh, what about Fesco the dog? What about him? I want to hear about Fesco the dog. I'll just pull the photo up here. There mm. he is. He's like a little collie cross. I would say, a mongrel. Salute, Kalel is in the YouTube. Fist bumps to all. Salute, Kalel. Helen's Helen's got um, Huel. Oh Christ! I missed that one. I've got some Huel milkshakes in my fridge. What What did they do? Yeah, what did they do, Helen? What are you doing to yourself? (laughs) Humanism. Uh, Fesco, here he is. I'll make it. I'll make his picture go away. I've had a good look at him now. Fesco, the dog abandoned at animal shelter because his owners thought he was gay. Oh, this one, yes. A North Carolina dog was abandoned and sent to an animal center because its owner thought the pooch was gay. Fesco is held up at a shelter in Stanley County after his owners caught him humping another male hound. Of course, the honest reaction is absurd. Dogs do this for dominance. Tell me about it. Don't we all? Absolutely. I mean, does do you not hump your respective wives? You know, like and dogs, as, yeah. As like as like a uh, like a form of uh, what's the word? Foreplay. Foreplay. <laughs> Foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciation, I guess. Thank you. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the right word. Oh, super awkward. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> what affection. the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's like, uh, just like, like out of affection, you know. Little hump. Little, a little hump and a, a little peck on the cheek. You know? <laughs> that's just me. God. And that person. 
Sounds uh, super invasive to me. <laughs> try it and see what happens. Uh, the shelter has posted Fesco's story on Facebook, assuring prospective owners he's a good boy and kind to people and his peers alike. The five-year-old doggy will almost certainly get a new home, and according to WCCB-TV, applications are flooding in. So it's a good news story. So there is, there is an update. Oh. And he was adopted by a gay man. <laughs> Natch. Yeah. There we go. Lovely. I hope that's true. And finally, I don't. I don't oh. think I have it. And then finally, do you see the story of the guy who built a tunnel from his house to his shed? <laughs> that sounds genius. I Hyperloop. Sorry. Hyperloop. Is he installing his own hyperloop or an underground system? Well, yeah, he's constructed a tunnel from his kitchen to his shed. Why? Bored. Apparently to keep the rain off when he goes out to his shed. Um, You won't see this. I'll throw up the picture here. But here's the picture. I've got a picture of him during construction. He's holding a, I would say, a metre-long core drill. He's got to put a four-inch, 100mm core hole through the roof of his tunnel. I'm guessing that's some sort of ventilation well, rain's going to get in, mate. Uh, well, I think you put a cowl on the top of the yeah, ducts, wouldn't you, to stop the rain getting in? Idiot. <laughs> well, I've never built a tunnel from my no. kitchen to my shed before. I mean, it's an, it's an impressive construction. There's a Do lot you, of... Do you need planning permission for this sort of thing? Because it's below ground. Uh, it's below the foundations of his house and his shed. Wow, so he's doing underneath his own foundations. Yeah, straight down from his kitchen, below the foundations, and then gone mm-hmm. sideways to his shed. He has a trap door in his kitchen and a trap door in his shed. He has gone sideways. I'm and, looking uh, there. I'll just show you the uh, the next photo, the sort of outside view of the back of his house and the shed. And there's about... The, the gap between his house and his shed is about just wide enough to get his bins through. <laughs> and he has a carport over it as well. Is this like the bedrock? Yeah. That he's gone through. Yeah. That's madness. Has anyone got a photo of his medicine cabinet so we can Google it? <laughs> <laughs> well... What? How much would that have cost? Uh, thousands in materials. You've seen how much steel bracing is in the tunnel. And then it's like, it looks like it's steel, clad in steel as well, doesn't it? The tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, on the outside, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, it's mental. It turns out that the guy has a YouTube channel. Oh, there we go. Yes. Bit of free, free habit. I wonder what's his subs up to now. Yeah, exactly. He's been documenting his his project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. I think that's all we need to do. Just build a tunnel. Build it and they will come. We've had a decent uptake, uptick in YouTube subs this week. We have, haven't we? Since Mark came on. 
Last week. Good. I was just trying to find his YouTube channel, but I can't. Said it's had six million views, though. Wow, that's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. More than yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, seen. Are we um, going to finish for half ten then? Yeah, I don't see why not. Unless you've got anything else you want to talk about tonight. Before we go. Any plans for the week or? No. Personal milestones, anything interesting happening? No. Friday. Oh, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll see you guys on Friday then. Yeah. Prashabalan. All hail Discordia. Sign off then for this week. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. I think we're going to be doing some uh, megalith hunting next week. Yes. Oh, love it. Love so. a, uh, was it a menia? Menia? Men here? Men higher? Big in France, they aren't they? The men here's. Yeah, I'm Lots thinking of... aspects. Like you say, I know cartoons and uh, back of cereal packets. So, <laughs> uh, Tony says, "Have you ever dug a small hole? For some reason, it fills. It fills about four rubble sacks. It's amazing how much effort goes into making a hole, <laughs> isn't it? Have you ever tried to dig a hole? Yeah." Yeah, for my fucking. And yeah, the dog can do it for fun. I mean, look, I've got the railway line behind me, so I can just chuck it over there. (laughs) Right then, see you next week. Yeah, bye bye. See you later, fuckers. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I love you. You know, you know the old adage. Well, the thing is, what do you do? You call between the devil and the rock at a half place. More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. You don't give a fuck. Oh. You know what? You are a real wanker. What did you do with Big Jungus? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. He's my moister cunt. Wait, it's your short. It's just fucking swear. It's a bit talk. I'm the son of the Pope.